one more time. Jesus said, you'll know the truth, and the truth will just mess you up. What's truth do? What's it do? It sets you free. It sets you free. There's a lot of Christians on this planet right now not free. Born again Christians, not free. A lot. You know why? They don't know the truth. You have to seek truth, pursue it. I'm going to read a scripture to you right now and show you something. And it goes along with what we were just doing. John, the seven churches, which are in Asia, grace and peace to you from him who was and who is to come and from the seven spirits who are before his throne. Verse 5. And from Jesus Christ, the faithful witness, the firstborn from the dead, and the ruler over the kings of the earth. Who? Who's he talking about? He's talking about you. He's not talking about Putin. He's not talking about the, the, the head of France who's got the whole country in a real bad mess. He's not talking about natural men sitting in places of authority. He's not even talking about the President of the United States. He's talking about the real rulers in the Jesus is King of Kings. Who is he the of? Us. That wouldn't mean there's something about church that the church has never understood. Now go to Romans chapter, um, I think it's 5. I think that's what I gave you, 17. I want you to look at this scripture. Look at it. For by one man's offense, Adam, death reigned through the one. Much more those, say me, who receive the abundance of grace and the gift of righteousness will reign through the one, Jesus Christ. God wants you in here right this minute to rule and reign. It's powerful. That, listen to me. You already have a higher position than any politician in the United States or punk rockers or football players. To be seated with Jesus and reign on the earth is the highest position on the earth. But the church does not see it. They see those as paupers trying to get into God to get a morsel of bread. It isn't true. It's not true. Now, that has been probably one of the most difficult things I've tried to get across to people. I told someone the other day this. I'm going to brag on myself a little bit. You won't hear what you're hearing in this church within 100 miles of this building. Because most preachers don't know it, much less have the backbone to preach it. Listen, for, for me to tell you that you're a king, you rule and you reign. That is what I was talking about a while ago when I was getting you to pray. I don't allow it. Your words, the, the, weight, the, the, the words of a king carry weight. Jesus, Adam, what are you going to name these animals? God didn't name the animals. This is your earth. What do you name it? Well, I'm a, that's a giraffe. God goes, okay, it's a giraffe. He let you be the ruler. Adam was the under ruler under God. There wasn't anybody over Adam. God, Jesus brought you back. This, Jesus is the second Adam, and he brought you back to that position of authority. He said, all authority in heaven and earth is given unto me. Go, therefore, in my name. He gave you his name to rule and reign. And, and Christians do almost everything but rule and reign. They sit around, Lord, oh, Jesus, oh, Jesus, oh, help me, Jesus. <laughs> and nothing. And why they don't get And he said, what do you have to say about that sickness? Well, I don't like it. Well, then tell it to go. 
Now listen, I've had, I had a man, I had a man say to me one time, oh, you're, you're a name it, claim it, blab it, grab it preacher. I said, I am. All right, let me ask you a question. Have anybody in here ever worked in real estate or in, the, or in a bank? Do you know what the power of attorney is? You go into a lawyer and he says, if you'll sign this paper, give me the power of attorney to act in your name, to act for you. You don't need to come back down here and go to the bank. I'll go for you, but give me the power to use your name. Jesus handed you a check in the bottom of it, handed you his name and said, go act in my place. You, oh boy, I'm, I'm ready to go. Yeah, I'm ready to go. See, people around here are going, we're looking for a move of God. Well, darling, you are the move of God. God's not doing anything in the earth apart from you. Now, one of the things you have to learn is to rule and reign over your own body, your own mind, and in your own home. I don't allow, I don't allow drugs in my house. I don't allow homosexuality in my house. I don't allow adultery. I don't allow abortion. I don't allow it in my kids. In Jesus' name, I don't allow it. You say, I can do that? <laughs> yeah. Are y'all out there? Do you go home? I'm, I'm trying to preach. This is what Brother Hagin tried to teach the body of Christ. Now, now, we're going to get into something here. Is anyone wanting to kick you off your throne? Yes. Who might that be? The devil. He does not. Look at me. Satan had authority. He got it from Adam. Jesus whipped him and tray and rose from the dead, and Satan does no longer have authority. And then Jesus turned around and gave it to a fisherman and a former prostitute. You know that ticked the devil off? Knowing that Jesus just gave the authority he used to have to a bunch of people. And he hates this message. He would rather, he don't care if you come to church and sing Kumbaya. But he don't want you to ever find out that you have authority over all the work of the enemy. He don't ever want you to know that. So what he's going to try to do is to stop you from either knowing it or using it. All right, now that's what we're going to talk about. My sermon today is called The Making of a King, which would be you, part number two. Just like last week, but I didn't get done. Is anybody in here ready to rule and reign? I have a neighbor. We have neighbors who, who think they're hot tamales because they live on the lake. Well, Lisa and I have just claimed lake property, and we really don't care what people think. Matter of fact, I'll take the whole lake if I want it. You know, during the millennial reign, do you have any idea what Lisa and I, we're going to be running around looking for a really nice place. Well, then we, that's mine right there. We'll just take it. Well, I'm not waiting on the millennial reign. I'm, I'm going to help you if you let me. Okay. Don't throw anything at me tonight today. Glory to God. Go to 1 Samuel 15. Say, I'm ready. I'm ready. All right. I sure wished I'd have known this a long time ago. 
Nancy, my sister, his daughter was severely retarded. Brooke, did y'all know that? Did you know that Brooke was retarded? Was severely retarded. And you know what Nancy said? No. Are you serious? Retardation's big. Jesus is bigger. The name is bigger. The is bigger. The anointing's bigger. So she would walk in there and say, you have the mind of Christ and the wisdom of God because I said so. Did she get well in a week? No, she didn't get well in a week. Did she get well in a month? No, she didn't get well in a month. But she began to amend from that moment. And then when Brooke got old enough to go to school, they put her back in school, and they started calling her retarded. You know what happened to her? She went back into retardation. And the Holy Ghost said, get her out of there, get her out of there, get her out of school, get her out of there. Took her back home and said, you have the mind of Christ and the wisdom of God. You're a woman of God in Jesus' name. You're a woman of God in Jesus' name. Well, she started a business a year and a half ago and made her first million dollars. That's pretty good for a retarded person. How come you ain't made no money? Now, I'm going to tell you about her son. Daniel was ADHD. ADHD. I mean, that's bad. Daniel has no college education. Not, he had never been to college a day in his life. And he works for the State Department. Because Nancy said that he has the mind of Christ and the wisdom of God and favor. My son has favor. My son has favor. Favor in Jesus' name. So he walks into a Taco Bell, and a, and a senator was in there. He couldn't get his computer to work. And he handed it to Daniel, and Daniel said, well, I'll fix it. And he said, do you? He said, he said I can hack anything. Now, I'm going to tell you what he does for a living. Don't, get, now don't, don't tell anybody I told you this. You ever notice these people that are hacking into Russia's computers? That's as far as I'm going to take you right now. A kid with no college education is working in the State Department. Obama said, okay, I'm going to come over here. All right. I, want you to say to, I, want you to, I want you to get your kids in your mind right now and say, they have the mind of Christ. They have the wisdom of God. They have the favor of God. They're blessed coming in. They're blessed going out. They're not going to hell. They're going to heaven. They will live for God. They will serve God in Jesus' name. If you don't believe in your kids, ain't nobody else going to believe in them. I got news for you. Ain't nobody loving your kids like a mama loves their kids. You know, the kids call Lisa Mama Bear because you don't mess with them or you'll have to face Lisa. I'm not going to tell them the story right now. I don't have time. First Samuel chapter 15. Yeah, I'll come back next month. I'll tell it to you. Verse 1, Samuel also said to Saul, the Lord sent me to anoint you king over the people of Israel. Now, therefore, heed the voice of the Lord. Uh, skip all this. Yeah, verse 10. Yes, let's go down to 10. And the word of the Lord came to Samuel and says, I greatly regret that I've set up Saul as king. 
he has turned back from following me and not perform my commandments. And it grieved Samuel, and he cried out to the Lord all night, and he told him to go anoint David to be king. Now, who decided that? God did. Now, now Saul had something to do with it. Had he obeyed God, God would not have rejected him. Now, we're going to see that a fight breaks out between, between Saul and David because Saul thinks David's his problem. Now, where am I going with this? Do you know you have enemies right now on this planet? Do you know that? I'm going to come over here and talk. I don't think anybody over here is even lose. Does any of you guys understand that there are people on this planet that don't like you? Do you all know that? Do you know there's people who don't like you? Say, that's fine, though. I want you to understand you're not wrestling flesh and blood. The people who are your enemies are not keeping you from ruling and reigning in Jesus. Amen. This is going to be your lesson today. Oh, not that. I've got to figure out where I am, Lisa Joy. Okay. Okay. No, 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 no. 1 Samuel 24. Go to 24. Go to 24. I got, see, I'm running out of time, baby doll. 24, what happened is when Saul was returning from following the Philistines, was told him, David is in the wilderness of En What does that matter to him? He took 3,000 men to find David. Why do you need 3,000 men to find one shepherd boy with a slingshot? <laughs> Unless you're afraid of him. What does David have that Saul doesn't have? Say the, the, the authority, the anointing. All right, now listen to me. Jesus now has the authority, and he gave it to you. So you are David. Satan sees you as a threat. Mm. Y'all, I have fun. And he came to sheepfolds by the road, verse 3. There was a cave, and Saul went into a ten to his business. <laughs> and David and his men were staying in the recesses of the cave. And the men of David said to him, this is the day which the Lord said to you, behold, I'm going to deliver your enemy into your hands that you may do to him as it seems good to you. And David arose. What's he saying to him? Kill him. All right. No, 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 no. Okay, come on. Come. What would killing Saul do? Nothing. Wouldn't do anything. Saul's not David's problem. And David's not Saul's problem. Now, David, now listen to me. I'm, I'm going someplace with this, and I want you to understand this. Satan will use people to come against you. Why? To get your eyes off of God and out of your seat and have you fighting a battle you don't need to be in. Do you all understand that? removing them. Hitler did, it, what, where's Hitler? Slaughter. How did the killing everybody that got in his way help him? It didn't. How is Putin destroying Ukraine going to help him? It didn't, dummy, you dumb thing. But see, the way of the world is, anybody gets in your way, remove them. It's not the way of God. It's not what God told you to do. Now, I'm going to quote another scripture to you. It, say this with me. If God, 
is for me. Who can be against me? If you got God on your side, forget. Do not get sidetracked with stupid people. People are stupid. Let them be stupid. But they're not your problem. Okay, boy, I'm, boy, I'm you're going to go home today and go. Church was something this morning. I'm going to tell you, I'm going to go around that church and glory be to God. I just, I get excited. I get excited about it. Okay. Okay. He, he's going in there to go to the bathroom. <laughs> you know, God shares everything. Lisa looks at me, she says, don't tell them everything, baby. She says, you tell them too much. I said, well, God tells everything. Verse 4, the men of David, this is the day, kill him. It happened, okay, David arose and secretly cut off the corner of Saul's robe. Now listen to this next statement. It happened afterwards, David's heart bothered him. My God, I just cut off the robe of the king. What's that say? David has a tender heart. David has a tender heart. Why did God choose David? Because David has a tender heart. Don't ever let anything guard your heart out of it or the issues of your life. Don't let anyone in your heart. That's what Satan's after. Heart. Bitterness. Don't let bitterness in your heart. Don't let hate in your heart. Don't let it in your heart. And his heart troubled him. And he said to the men, the Lord forbid that I should do this thing to, the, to my master. The Lord's anointed. Stretch my hand against him, seeing he's the anointed of the Lord. Now stop for a minute. Stop, 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 stop. All of the body of Christ is the anointed. Don't, don't get in fights with each other. Boy, that's good preaching. Because Satan's trying to track you. you. If you come to this church for over a month, someone will tick you off. If they don't, let me know and I'll do it. I probably have. I probably I always do stupid stuff. I ticked off poor Jody the other day and Michelle. And I said, I said and they said, well, well. I, was, I was picking on the early church and Jody was in it and Michelle was in it and Sandy's in it. Listen, it was a mess. But Jody and Michelle were the good ones. They were the, Sandy, we don't know about. Melanie, we don't know about Melanie. But see, I just ticked off Melanie. I just, I just keep doing it. I just keep doing this. I just keep messing with them. Okay, listen to this. Listen to this. So David restrained his servants with few words and did not allow them to rise against Saul. And Saul got out of the cave and went on his way. And David arose afterwards and went out of the cave. And he called to Saul, my lord, the king. Here's a guy trying to kill him. David, do you not know? Because you can't kill David. David knows you can't kill me. If God's got a throne for me, you can't kill me. Okay. He looked behind, stopped in the face of the earth, and he bowed down. Saul looked behind him. David stooped with his face, and he bowed down. That's called humility. And David said to Saul, Why do you listen to the words of men who say, Indeed, David seeks to harm you? Look this day. Your eyes have seen the Lord delivered you into my hand in the cave, and someone urged me to kill you, but my eyes spared you. And I said, I'm not stretching my hand against the Lord, against his anointing. Stop for a minute. What good does it do to get in the mud with Saul? Saul. 
Is he the king? Is David the king? Say yes, is David the king? How do you think kings act? How are kings supposed to act? Benevolent, merciful, gracious. David is acting like a king. Not in, Saul's acting like an idiot. David's acting like a king. What about you? Listen, listen. This, this is a lesson for you and I. We're going to do this. We're going we're to do the word of God. Amen? Okay. Look this day your eyes seeing the Lord deliver you into my hand. But someone urged me to kill you, and I didn't. But my eyes spared you. And I said, I'm not stretching my hand against the Lord's anointed. Moreover, my father, see the corner of your robe in my hand. I cut off the corner of your robe. I didn't kill you. And I want you to know there's neither evil nor rebellion in my hand. And I have not sinned against you, yet you hunt my life. I have no rebellion in me. I have no rebellion in me. How does this look, people? David's the king. How does it look when you throw a fit? Well, that ain't no Christian. What happens if you act noble? There must be a king. Oh, I'm preaching good. Let the Lord judge between you and me. Do you have a problem with me? Why don't you leave it to God? Listen to me. If someone's if someone doesn't like you, leave it to God. You're not God. Oh, you don't know what they did to me. Leave it to God. Leave it to God. I had a man came to me one time in Tulsa. And I'm talking to him about Jesus. I'm talking to him about the Lord. And he said, Mary was a whore and Jesus was a bastard. I went, Whoa, Jack. And I made me mad. I went, well, whoop this boy. And the Lord said, Why are you angry? I'm blessing him because he's going to go to hell. I want him to enjoy his life on earth. He said, son, when he dies, that's all the joy he'll ever have for all eternity. Leave him alone. Why do you want to make his life miserable? He's already going to hell. Don't, don't, leave him alone, leave him alone, leave him alone, leave him alone. They're not harming you. Does anybody have anybody that don't like you? It means you're doing something right. Well, if all men speak well of you, if everybody likes you, you're probably not living right. Okay. Glory to God. All right. Okay. Let the Lord judge between. Let the Lord avenge me. If I'm bad, if I'm bad. Listen, if someone's bad, leave them to God. He might be being, he might be trying to get them saved. He might be, he might be Billy Graham in the, he might get born again in the next great preacher. Leave him alone. Leave him alone. But your anger means that you think they are hindering you. One more time. Your anger means you think. See, if you're mad, they're already your ruler. You're a slave to sin. That person is bigger than God. They're keeping me from my destiny. No, they're not. No, they're not. Say, I'm giving up bitterness. Leave it alone. Well, I'm doing real good. How am I doing? All right, good. I'm good. As the proverb of the ancient says, wickedness proceeds from the wicked, but my hand will not be against you. After whom the king of Israel came out. Who do you pursue? A dead dog? 
Why is the king after a shepherd boy? Listen, why are you, why, why do you hate me? I ain't nobody. Then that must mean it's a demonic attack because Satan is after David, not Saul. David's talking to Saul. What? Who am I? You're the king. Unless it's you and God that's having a problem. But I'm not your problem. Now listen to me. The world, Jesus said, in the world you will have tribulation. Have you not realized that everybody in the world comes after Adam and they're all mean? If you're black, I'm going to make a statement to you. White people hate white people. Well, they don't like me. They don't like anybody. Yeah. I had more trouble out of white people than I do. Don't, 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 don't go down this racial thing with me. I don't want to hear it. Well, they done me wrong. Well, they done me wrong too. They do everybody wrong. They're a heathen. <laughs> but not the body of Christ. Okay, boy, I'm <laughs> running around being mad at people. Just get over it. Okay, okay. I'm doing better than amen than y'all amen. Okay. When David had finished speaking these words to Saul, is that your voice, my son, David? What is happening to this man who has vengeance in his soul? Is love conquering him? What's more powerful, love or hate? Love, mercy, triumphs over. Okay, okay. And Saul lifted up his voice and he wept. And he said, you are more righteous than I am. You rewarded me good, whereas I rewarded you evil. And you have shown this day how you have dealt well with me. And when the Lord delivered me into your hand, you didn't kill me. And if a man finds his enemy, will he let him off safely? Therefore, may the Lord reward you for the good that you have done. And I know indeed you will be king. Say, whoa. How did Saul come to that revelation? David didn't go there. Let me tell you something, you big punk. I don't care if you're the king. I'll whoop you. I'll, next time you come in, I'm not going to cut your robe off. I'm going to cut your backside off, you little, you don't mess with me. What would that have done? Not a thing in the world. It would have made David like Saul. There's a reason Saul, God rejected Saul. Boy, this is good. Go to Matthew. We're going to close with this. We're going to close. It is 12 o'clock. Oh, my God. Panera Bread, the Baptist, are walking out right now. You know, are you prophesying? No, I just know. Exactly 12. When I was a kid growing up in the Baptist church, I, I would look at my watch, and it 12 o'clock, the benediction, just as I am without one plea. And I'm going, amen. <laughs> Don't get mad at me. I just, but I'm not, so y'all just keep going. <laughs> Uh, 
Oh, Matthew somewhere. Hold on. Let me find it. I can't read my notes. But I already know what I'm going to preach on, so it don't really matter. It's over here in the New Testament. Matthew 5, 43. You have heard it said you'll love your enemies and love your neighbor and hate your enemy. I say. Is this important? Are you a Christian? Are you a Christian? Are you a Christian? Let's start acting like it. I say, love your enemies, bless those who curse you, do good to those who hate you, and pray for those who spitefully use you and persecute you, that you may be sons of your Father in heaven. He made his son to rise on the evil and the good. He sends rain on bad people and good people. If you love those who love you, you ain't no better than an old heathen. Are you a son of God? Are you a child of God? Are you a king? Yes. Then there has to be a difference in you and I than the world. You know the, you know the worst thing you'll do to someone who hates you? Cook a cake. And buy them and make a, listen to me. Don't let it in you. Don't take their venom. If you, I'm going to say something right. Jesus said in Mark eleven twenty five. 25, if you have ought, Satan only needs one person ticking you off to get you out of your authority. Well, I did that. I resisted the devil. He didn't flee. That's because you're in bed with him. You can't get in bed with the devil and resist the devil. So what makes you different than a heathen? What makes you different than a sinner? The love of God. The love of God. The love of God. Does God love sinners? Yea, he loves sinners. Are they harming you? No. No, no, no. Come on, y'all, no. Can they stop you? No. They can't stop you. You can go, ha, 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 You don't like me? Ha, 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 I love you. They have no, I don't know what in the world to do with that. Okay, I'm already going past 12, so I'm going to keep going. That's true, and it says in the, in the book, in 1 Peter, it says when Jesus was reviled, he reviled not back. That means you couldn't tick him off. Lisa read that to me one day. I don't, I'm not going to tell you why she read it to me. But she sort of was hinting that I needed to listen to what Jesus did. So one day, I'm going through a popka, and I happen to be praying in the Spirit, and I'm full of God. I'm full of the Holy Ghost. I'm, I'm singing in my truck and worshiping God and praying in tongues. And I had to go to Home Depot, and I'm in the far right lane, so there's this truck right there, and I kind of pulled in front of him and then got in the other lane and then went in. Well, this is a redneck that his wife and him weren't getting along. And he decided that I'm going to pay for the fact that his wife, that he can't control his wife and she's bigger than he is. That's what was going on. And so he pulls in behind me and he said, you know you cut me off. And he's like, I'm going to whoop your donkey. <laughs> the problem with me was I was full of the Holy Ghost. I looked at him and I went, ha. 
And I'm thinking, I'm carrying. Ain't nobody whooping me. No, I didn't say that. I didn't say that. And I just kind of looked at him, and I really, I, I, I mean, it just, Robert, he couldn't, he just couldn't tick me off. So he says to me, now I want you to know something. You had no business in front of my truck. I said, well, you're right. I'm sorry. Boy, you know, most people never get an apology out of anybody. And most Christians don't even admit when they're wrong. For me to go, you're right. I was wrong. Please forgive me. Well, he's like. So he, so then he says, I see you drive a blue truck. I said, I do. He said, that's a girl's truck. And you're a girl. I'm doing, I'm sitting there going. I said, it's a girl's truck. I said, my wife bought it for me, and then I got smart. I said, men can drive a girl's truck. And and now he's mad. And then he let the cat out of the bag. He said, and I bet you're a holy roller. And I'm going... Are you a backslidden Pentecostal? <laughs> I'm like, this is funny. This is hilarious. And I started laughing. I laughed. I just laughed. I just, and I said, well, sir, let me explain something to you. You're right. I did tick you off. I am driving a girl's truck. I'm a tongue-talking devil chasing holy roller. And I said, if you don't mind, I need to go to a Home Depot, I have work to do today. I want you to be blessed. And he's a, and I walked in and I went, I did good. I did good. I didn't get, are you listening to me, Wilson? Because I'm trying to help you right now, buddy. Listen. (laughs) And I'm thinking to myself, whoa, this works. This worked. I was not, I didn't get mad. I didn't whoop him. I, I well, get out of here with me. I'm a little sorry. <laughs> I was so proud of myself. I went home and practiced on Lisa. And I said, come on, say something, say something, say something. <laughs> no, not really. <laughs> I'm going to tell you, the day, the day you get free, from offense. Oh my God, you have no idea how liberating it is to not let people control you because they're having a bad day. I'm preaching good, ain't I? You must pass this test. Say, I will pass this test. Say, nobody can stop me from my destiny, but me. (laughs) Now, let me explain something to you. You won't get this in a week. (laughs) You'll have your moments, and you'll walk away and go, well, Pastor, we're not like the fact that I didn't do so good today. Well, stop and go, 
get your Bible back out and read the love chapter, read what I read in Matthew, and, and make a decision. Make a decision. And I'm going to tell you something. After a while, allowing the love of God to rule you will be greater than your flesh. Boy, I'm, I'm telling you what, I'm telling you what. I was going to read another scripture to you, but listen to me. Bitterness, where there's bitterness and envy and strife, there's every evil work. Satan wants you bitter because he will start destroying you. You're taking medicine. You're taking, you're taking poison, hoping it'll... No, don't get it. Now, what about the person who did you wrong? God guaranteed you they're not getting away with it. But mercy triumphs over judgment. When you stand before God, you want mercy. So do not become unmerciful. Leave the people on this planet and your, the people you don't like, leave them to God. I got a lot more I could say, but I'm way out of time. The Baptists have already finished their soup. I'm picking on them because, you know, I, I just like picking on people. Next week I'll pick on the Methodist or somebody. I'm going to pray, and then Lisa's going to come forward. Father, God, morning. Thank you for your presence here. Thank you for people that were healed. Thank you for people's lives were changed. I'm asking you this one thing. Every one of us in this room would learn what David learned, that it does no good to fight a human when the weapons of our warfare are not carnal. They're mighty through God. We're dealing with the devil in this planet, not people. It may look like it's people, but from this day forward, we're going to bless people. Who, who are up again. We know, we know, can't hinder. they can't stop what you're doing in me. And so I'm not going to act like it. We're going to rule and reign in the earth with you in Jesus. We hope you enjoyed this message by Word of Life Church. We just wanted to let you know there's a lot more content on our website at wolapopka.com. From our YouTube channel, to our podcast, to our SoundCloud, and many more events. We also wanted to let you know that we love giving you these messages. And it helps us too that if you would love to give to the what we're doing, it helps keep all these messages free. You can just simply go to our website and click the big Give Now button. Or you can text 407-955-5345. And remember, our pastor's vision is this. We grow Christians. So we thank you for listening and we'll see you next time.